0: If you are poor, remember, your karma can be improved. Poverty means that the normal flow of divine abundance has been blocked, in your case, by certain past actions, perhaps of avarice or selfishness or indifference to the needs of others, or by scattering your forces heedlessly. You can remove that block by offering your energy into the divine flow, of course, bad karmic consequences cannot be easily nullified, but their effects can be mitigated. The more you allow God to flow through you, the more your every circumstance in life will improve. Well, that's very interesting, isn't it? If you are poor, for some reason, divine, the, the natural, what does he call it? Um, that means the natural flow of divine abundance has for some reason, in your case, been blocked. There's a lot of interesting points in there. That the natural state is is one of abundance, but we, we we put obstacles in front of that abundance. So if we can remove the obstacles, the abundance is already there. This is the whole principle of self-realization. Our natural state is a state of bliss. And if we're not in a state of bliss, it's because we ourselves have put obstacles in the way of experiencing what we would experience if we just remove those obstacles. So we don't have to accomplish anything, we just have to stop blocking the flow. But now, it isn't enough, and this is where Swami's more subtle teaching and far more demanding teachings come in, just to say, you know, wealth is my birthright. And I know that a lot of people will teach you. You just affirm it, you just grab it you just say that it's mine you say that the natural abundance of the universe belongs to me and therefore it will come to you and if your karma is a certain way then that may indeed happen to you but swamiji makes it much more challenging your that the natural abundance has been blocked by your by certain past actions by your own how does he phrase it exactly has been, has been blocked in your case by certain past actions, implied your past actions, of avarice, selfishness, or indifference to the needs of others. So the first three are serious f- character flaws. Avarice, selfishness, indifference to the needs of others. Ooh, we have to stop and think about this, don't we? If I'm living in an impoverished state, how do I relate to those possibilities within me? Are they still active in me? Can I honestly and deeply say I may have set up some karma in the past from those qualities, but they are not my qualities now? In another one of these broadcasts, I talked about a time when I was completely falsely accused of a certain action, but I didn't defend myself against the charge. I happened to have not done it but I could have. And I knew it was still in me to do it. And that's why the accusation was coming and I felt very strongly that I'm just being called out now for something I did in a past life and somehow I got away with it. I mean, I have a very I have a very easy relationship with the principles of reincarnation and to a certain extent with the principles of karma. So, If I'm impoverished, am I avaricious? Is any part of me avaricious? Am I still selfish? Well, you might say, I have to be selfish because I don't have very much. Hmm, which is the chicken, which is the egg here? Am I indifferent to the needs of others? Well, if I don't look out for myself, who's going to look out for me? Hmm, I wonder what is causing what here? Now, you don't have to believe, Swamiji. I presume if you're listening to any of these podcasts, you have at least a piece of your mind that is interested so but it's it's worth considering isn't it the natural flow of abundance has been blocked by certain past actions of my own Avarice means that I'm I'm thinking about money on its own terms and it's never enough I always need more I always need more you know you sort of see people like that they can be gluttonous about lots of things people can be gluttonous about food they can be gluttonous about other people loving them they can be they can be avaricious about money so it you, it the, the natural flow of abundance, and he's, the implication here is that he's talking about wealth, but poverty is of many forces, many kinds. You might be impoverished in terms of the fact that in your relationships, you might be Im- impoverished in people's, in friendship, you could be impoverished uh, in your own sense inside yourself that you're impoverished, that no matter what you have, it's not enough because of avarice or selfishness. What is selfishness? It's always to think that my needs are more important. And the first thing I'm going to think about is what can I do for myself? You know, we were talking in one of these earlier ones about um, just, you know, the, the taking care of others, just thinking about the needs of others is equal to my own. Yogananda has a wonderful a poem in which he talks, he says, Lord, teach me to spend as freely and happily for others as I spend for myself. So I think about that one a lot because I'll buy something that's expensive for myself if I really want it, and I will if I feel that I either I just want to indulge myself sometimes, or I need it. It's something that contributes to the productive nature of my life, and you know certain things that may be considered a little bit of a luxury. They also, if they make me happy, if they if they're beautiful and they bring joy into my life, that's what I mean. You know, there's a few things when I have. Um, I have one, a few, uh, two, two paintings by an artist named Odierna, uh, Guido Odierna. Swami Kriyananda had several dozen of his paintings. He's passed away now. He was an Italian man. He painted mostly seascapes and scenes of the island of Capri and a few other things. He, he painted t- very quintessential Italian scenes. I'm not a collector of any kind, but uh, I was fortunate, and this was like 30 years ago, to, to be, what he would, uh, this man, Odierna, would spend the summer, summers on the island of Capri painting. And then he would come back to Rome when the weather turned cold again. And then he would have all these canvases from the summer, and then he would have art shows and he would sell them. And he was a personal friends of friend of friends. So we went to his apartment in Rome um, just after he returned from Capri when he had his entire summer of work there. And it's It is the only time that I felt I think it is the only time just deep greed, just profound greed and profound selfishness. I wanted every one of his paintings i mean i i I don't have much money, and i I mean there were thousands and thousands of dollars worth of paintings I and mean, and it was like, what's the limit on my credit card? You know, can I buy twenty five thousand dollars worth of this man's paintings? They weren't that costly, but they were just so beautiful, this desire to have them. And I bought two. I bought a small one and a larger one, and it it hangs where I see it. see both of them. I see them every day. I've been looking at them for 30 years. I love them, absolutely love them. If I could have spent, if I could have found the money, I would have bought all of them. But I didn't need them at all and it was an out-of-control desire. I suddenly understood how people spend money they don't have. I'd never understood how people could spend money they don't have, but I, I felt it. So who are you? What is your, is it just, I want for myself, I need this, I have to have this. Why do I feel that way? And insofar, if you are in an impoverished condition, insofar as you can see yourself avarice, selfishness, or indifference to the needs of the others. If you want to change your destiny, you must work on these qualities. Swami said, you can't just nullify past actions just by, oh, I'm sorry, I think I'll do better. Because what you've done is you've literally, it's like, in your chakras, there's an energy pattern. I think of it like every time you took a certain action, you put a penny in the jar. The jar gets really big and heavy. So now you have to take out all those pennies. You can't just pick up the jar and turn it over you have to lift out each one of those pennies the same effort that you took to put it in you have to take them out so if you've if you've blocked the flow of divine abundance by wrong consciousness if you want to change it it's not enough to say the wealth of the universe belongs to me you have to say how did this happen and what is still left in me and even if you don't directly relate To any of those negative qualities, then you absolutely—you still need to positively affirm, you know, positively affirm the opposite of avarice, selfishness, and indifference to the needs of others. Um, Tithing, which I've mentioned before, where you give ten percent of whatever you receive um, to the source of your inspiration, ideally to a divine source, whatever where your spiritual inspiration comes from, it's a very good practice to reverse it because. Swami says one of the ways to reverse it is you offer your your consciousness into God. You work with the flow. So one of the ways, if you're you're dealing with financial impoverishment, is you give away that 10%. Regardless of how much you think you have, it's a very specific way to take your energy, which is you have put out and has now generated income, and you take 10% of that, which is the traditional, that's what tithe means. You take 10% of it. If it's 10 cents off a dollar and you only have one dollar, you still take 10% 10, 10 of it and you give it to the source of your inspiration. No conditions, no, I'm doing this for anything. Just give it to, to the source that inspires you, preferably if you have one, the most elevated source you can find, because that's the way to offer your energy into God. He's given you the power to work, you give that back to him. Now, the, the fourth quality that Swami mentions is equally important. You have scattered your en- energy heedlessly in countless directions. How does he say it? Exactly? You by scattering your forces heedlessly. because the other way that people fail to generate wealth is they put out energy without focus, and they're, they're just doing this for a little while and that for a little while and creating commotion with this and thinking about that. And so they're putting out lots of energy. But none of it ever goes in a straight line. It's just it's pipe dreams, or it's it's uh, it's unthought out. It's not concentrated. And if this doesn't work, then it, it lacks perseverance. It lacks willpower. It lacks follow through. So if you think that you fall into that category, where you've always got another good idea, and if you notice that your stick to itiveness is not quite as strong as your originality, then you also have to ask yourself, it's not enough to work hard, you also have to work, and I'll use the word smart. And by smart, smart, I mean with a focus. And this is where Swami's statement, you have to offer your energy to God to go with the flow. It's not just, I think this is a good idea. You need to bring yourself to a deep state of calmness and ask the divine within you, what do you want me to do? how can I serve? And don't just say, I'm so enthusiastic about this, I know God wants me to do it. You just listen to the tone of your voice. And pay attention to the people around you who are trying to tell you things that you're not listening to. People who scatter their forces heedlessly often have people in their lives who are trying to help you. I've, I've seen it really often, but people who scatter their forces heedlessly, tend not to like to take advice. So just ask yourself if any of these things match you, because something is blocking the natural flow of divine abundance. And if you are in that situation, you're going to have to put out the energy to dismantle those blocks. They're not going to be dismantled just because you're tired of being poor. They're going to be dismantled when you focus your energy in such a way that you can magnetize to yourself the universe, the wealth of the universe. And Swami gives us this sort of global way of doing it, which is offering your energies into the flow of the divine. Now, exactly how we do this, we have to experiment a little bit with ourselves. We have to to practice. We have to constantly pray. We have to begin to meditate. We have to do those things that will calm us down. We have to be honest in our introspection if we're fortunate enough to have wise people around us who love us, we should listen to them, or we should at least consider listening to them, and see whether or not the universe is speaking through people around us, trying to tell us things that we need to know. It's a big project, but what else are we going to do? And sooner or later, it's going to have to be carried out. Swami says, if you are poor, remember, your karma can be improved. Poverty means that the normal flow of divine abundance has been blocked in your case by certain past actions, perhaps of avarice or selfishness or indifference to the needs of others or by scattering your forces heedlessly. You can remove that block by offering your energy into the divine flow. Of course, bad karmic consequences cannot be easily nullified, but their effects can be mitigated. The more you allow God to flow through you, the more your every circumstance in life will improve. Joy to you, my friends. Our work is made possible by inspired listeners, so if you feel to support Asha, you can make a one-time donation or, for unique members-only content, subscribe through Patreon. Blessings and thank you.